I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender identity orientation and all the life in and out of it. Like working from home and not. And not. You had to go out yesterday. I did. It was my on-call day and they actually did send me out. Although it was a usual, like, ridiculous type of situation where it's like, can I interrupt you at like, you know, 10, 30, 11 a.m. at the office, because it was my office day. Can I interrupt you and tell you I need somebody to go out? Yes, I can go out. That's my job today. Can I send you the email? Yes. It probably took me 15, 20 minutes to get the email. And um, I ended up going out four hours later. Yikes. Yeah. And then being out until late. So. So. So when I came home. You you had been gone for some while, and I had been doing the parenting. Yes. Which, if we back up a few years, is sort of a, we're phasing back into me doing the parenting again. Still. Right. Well, well not only that, but this was a day that um, the boy had lost his privileges to screens. And so it's going to be more challenging parenting. Typically. And then you get called away. Yes. And... As I'm feeding the kids dinner, because you're away, mm-hmm. number two pipes up with, oh, I know a movie, Jess, that, that I I saw a movie that I think you would like. And two thoughts happen in my head simultaneously. One is, oh, that's sweet that he wants to share something with me. And the other one is, oh, here we go. What is it? <laughs> what was it? Well, that's the thing. He's not that good at words. He gets that from you. Part of it. Part of it. part of it. Only part of it. And mm-hmm. he was trying to explain the plot of the movie. I said, well, well, what's it called? And he says, I don't remember. And I said, well, what's it about? And he said, well, there's this guy and like his wife dies and he doesn't want to like make himself feel bad by having another wife. And so he decides to be gay. And that's a different approach. Number three and I both look at him and look at each other and look back at him like, that's not how this works, man. Mm -hmm. You don't decide. Right. You you are a thing or you're not a thing and you might decide to acknowledge it or live in that truth, but you don't decide to have that truth. So, So then what did you guys tell him? And so... We got caught up on that for a little bit, and it was. Yeah, we're trying to figure out what it was. Well, before we were figuring out what the movie was, I was I was okay with putting the movie discussion on pause for a minute while number three and I were just completely dumbfounded by this idea of okay, do I even want to see a movie if like somebody could decide to be gay in it? And so at first we wanted to discuss that and fig- figure out like did he misunderstand something or did the movie genuinely present it that badly. And so we're talking like, well, you don't choose to be gay. And he's like, well. But some people choose not to be gay or think they do. Well, that's the thing. They're not choosing their attraction. They're choosing what to do about it. Right. He might not know the difference. And that's part of it. You know, it's like I explained it like, well, if you like a certain food, like number three does not like dark chocolate. They could not just decide one day that they started liking dark chocolate. 
you know. Unless they really liked it. Your tongue doesn't. And he says, well, but if I just decided that I wanted to like it, then I would. And then I realized in that moment that this is the child who doesn't actually like things. He likes the ideas of things because of his sensory integration challenges. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've had this discussion before where what he likes and doesn't like changes from day to day based on what he wants to have and feels gives him the power of control over his own world. Yeah, we all have to have that. Sometimes it's what socks I get to wear. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's a completely reasonable thing. But this kid doesn't understand the difference between that and what he actually likes with regards to foods or any other sensory experience. Mm Mm-hmm. Like one day he hates chocolate cake and then two days later he loves chocolate cake. And one day he hates coconut and then two days later he loves coconut because he sees a coconut cupcake and it looks good and he wants it. Mm -hmm. And so taste was a bad example. And I realized it when he he explained, you know, well, I just decide to like things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's true. He wasn't lying. It is true. And so number three had a better example. And they said, well, like, what about when you have a crush on someone? Like, you don't look around and pick someone and point at them and say, that's the person I'm going to have a crush on. And he's like, huh, no, you're in. And and, and number three just continued, well, like, when your brain decides it's going to have a crush on someone, it just likes that person. It doesn't like stop and think and pick which person, it just, that's the one, right? Mm -hmm. And number three was like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it now. And he looks at me and says, number three explained that better than you did. (laughs) You were talking about like food and taste and all this other stuff and and a crush makes sense. Because it's people. Because it's people Mm -hmm. and because it's not related to sensory experiences, which for him are not a set in stone thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So that made sense. But it was funny because he just looks at me like, she explained it better. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks. He doesn't say they. He he used his sister's name. That's great. It, were it, you guys still eating or did you start playing cards by then? I think we were still eating because then after that, he kept trying to explain the movie. Mm-hmm. And we were not playing cards by then because after they explained the movie, they went outside for a little while before we played cards. But um, Which was great because... He needs company when he's outside. He does. Which means I can't let him go unless I take him. And since his sibling was here, they could go outside. And that way they'll come back and tattle on each other. Yes, they totally will. (laughs) It's great. Um, It rained while they were outside, like heavy downpour, the kind of, you know, mountain rain shadow scattered showers where it's like a very isolated, very wet thunderstorm. Buckets of water. Buckets of water. For about two minutes, and then you're done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that happened while they were out. But before that, he goes back to trying to explain the movie. I said, okay, so so in the movie, the guy decided to be gay for some reason, even though that's not how it really works. Mm -hmm. And he tries to keep explaining and... Could he tell you what the he couldn't tell you what it was? So. He couldn't tell me what it was called, and so eventually, after you know a few minutes of frustration, he says, "Can I show you?" Because He's, he he does his best mode of operation is uh, video, not just pictures. 
moving pictures. Yes. Any type of video. And so I said, yeah, go ahead. You know, no problem. I thought he was going to like bring his phone and show me, but... He didn't have his phone. He didn't have his phone. So he went and turned on the giant TV and Mm -hmm. starts flipping through Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I'm sort of out the corner of my eye watching him flipping through Netflix as I'm eating my leftover burger from when we grilled yesterday and watching him flipping through Netflix. And he's sort of flipping and flipping and flipping and flipping and going back and forth and back and forth to a handful of things. Like, And eventually he says, I don't think I see it, but do you know who that guy is? And he points to an actor on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And again, two thoughts at once. And the first thought is, of course, he likes Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. And the second thought is, oh, God, he wants to show me an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> And I have nothing against Adam Sandler movies. They're just not my jam. Right. Different people like different things, and that's okay. Most that, of the time. Okay. Well, as long yeah. as it's not hurting anyone else, mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's just not one of the things that I like. Right. And so I said, yeah, that, that guy has a lot of movies, but most of them have silly humor or people getting hurt kind of humor. And so I don't really like those movies, mm-hmm. you know? And he says, oh, okay. And I said, but, you know, I mean, they're not bad movies. They're just not my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the actor that's in the movie that you're wanting to show me? And he says, yeah. But, and he tells me some of the jokes from the movie. He says, oh, it's so funny because there's this thing where like the one guy slaps the other guy and then- like the you ch- just said. And then the Chinese guy says, oh, do that to me too. And I'm like, the fact that you're saying it in a bad racist accent tells me that this is, you know, and I pointed it out to him. Good. Thank you. And then I said, and then they're hitting each other. And is this movie called I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry? And he says, I think that's it. And I said, yeah, that I've seen that movie. I Unfortunately, by the look on your face. Right? I said, you know, there's a lot of jokes in that movie that are about people getting hurt or people doing dumb things that you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And good humor is about things you don't expect. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you tell the same joke five times, it's not as funny anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's why people stop laughing when you say the same thing. It's still funny to you, but everybody else is it's not funny to them anymore because they're not surprised by it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if if it's funny that somebody did something dumb that other people didn't expect or that the watcher didn't expect, then it's okay if you find that funny. But if somebody's getting hurt, am I going to find that funny? That's not the kind of funny that I usually like. And he's like, oh, yeah, huh? And I said, and in that movie, there are some jokes about, about gay people and about people doing things that aren't like what people expect of their gender, like men doing girly things or girls doing manly things or... And and that's the joke that it's funny to be different somehow, or it's strange or weird to be different like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And I said, is that really a bad or strange or different thing? He's like, no, huh? And I said, that's that's homophobic and that's transphobic, and it's those those kinds of jokes aren't aren't funny to me. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh yeah, huh? And I said, so wh- why did you think I would like this movie? <laughs> You know, and I mean, I, I I didn't ask it in that sarcastic way. I, I was like, you genuinely. Often, you often sound like that. I know. And I'm working on that. I'm trying. But I asked him, you know, so as a real question, what is it about this movie that you thought I would like? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, you know how like everyone in this family is gay or trans or something else except straight? Well, I mean, everybody but me. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, yeah. And he said, well, like, I thought that because it was about gay that that you guys would like it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's very sweet of you to want to share something with us that, that has same characteristics. But that's that's sort of like saying that you should be friends with someone because they have the same characteristics. Like somebody else has brown hair like you, so they should be your friend. And he says, oh, yeah, like if somebody else has my same name, because there are a lot of kids in his grade with his name. How was I going to know? Well, how were any of those other parents going to know either? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, when I was growing up as a Jess in the 80s, I was, there were lots of Jesses. So, yeah, they are. So, I mean, I know. Three of them in our section of the office. Right. Marks because. And that's. That's why I go by Jess, because there are so many Jessicas. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like Jessica that much. But the the idea of being friends with someone because they share a unchosen characteristic. Mm-hmm. And he kind of understood that. He was like, oh, yeah, like, I know some kids with my name that are, are like good friends and like we get along. And I said, yeah, but there's also some other kids with your name who have like different interests and different hobbies and, and you guys, you know, aren't a good friend match. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And and so I guess it's and I said, yeah, it's it's like that. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a gay thing doesn't mm-hmm. mean that's going to be what we like. That was a great conversation to be able to have with him. It's often hard to have conversations with him that he can grasp anything that we're talking about. Um, he either can't grasp it or dismisses it or both. <laughs> and um, Dismissing it because he can't grasp it. Yeah. And so um, that was a good conversation you guys had. I was pretty glad we were able to. And he's been more more open to having conversations with me lately. About, like, anything. About... Once we take him off of screens, which was all of yesterday. Yes. Which he wasn't happy about in the morning. No, he wasn't, but that's just how it is. And I think it's going to be a good idea to take him off of screens for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, you you said that because of the outburst that he had the other day, he was going to be off screens for at least a day and probably two or three, mm-hmm. depending on how he responded. Mm-hmm. And then last night, after how well he was doing... He was ridiculous at cards. And by ridiculous, I mean... Actually fun. Yes. <laughs> for a change. You know, like, I... Sometimes he gets stuck in that place where he, like you said, he finds something funny, but we don't, and he's not going to let it go, and he knows it's aggravating everybody, so he does it more. Right. And he wasn't doing that. He was just really silly and funny, and then he was slap happy. Then was he was totally slap happy. Hilarious. Because he was so tired and everything was so funny and he literally could not stop himself from laughing. And so we're laughing at him, not like in a malicious way, but like just because it's so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so after all that, when he was like genuinely being sociable and personable and actually caring about the responses of the other people around him Mm -hmm. to his own antics, then you decided that you might make a new rule. Yeah, I think he should have a day uh, without screens or at least a day without screens for most of the day or a couple days without for most of the day, you know, where the focus is on interacting with everyone. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how much of his vision therapy is helping because it's supposed to help. Some of the things you're supposed to do as a baby that helps your brain integrate what's happening in the world around you. Um, don't happen with kids who have vision problems like he does. And that's one of the things that the vision therapist is trying to correct. And as he does, um, I'm wondering if that's, you know, affecting his behavior. Because 
the vision therapist expects it to. He said he he sees it happen with other kids. Right. They get in trouble all the time. So um, that could, that would be great because yeah. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense when I was teaching in elementary and we would have, you know, the early incoming student screenings. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things we would check is like, do the eyes track together and can they walk a straight line and being able to cross the midline with their hands or their legs or, you know, a lot of those sensory developmental things. If his eyes could not track together and if they couldn't focus simultaneously on things, then I'm sure that that really hurt his cross-brain development and cross-midline development. Yeah. So. Well, um, we when we went to the vision therapist this week, which was only week four, I think. I think so. Um, the, the therapist was really pleased with his progress. That's good. And moved him on to, you know. More challenging activity. More challenging activity. things. So. That's he, good. He really takes them and he, re- what's weird to me is he remembers them. Like we come home and I say, okay, let me see the book so I can see what we're supposed to do, which is usually how it has to work for anything else. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh no, I remember. And then he can tell me and show me and explain to me. And the funny thing is, it's like you said earlier, his best mode of learning is through moving vision. Mm -hmm. You know, he will learn better, not by tell me, but by show me. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly what's happening. They are mm-hmm. showing him. Because they know that's the best way to teach those kinds of kids. And it's almost contradictory that, like, he has trouble seeing and comprehending what he's seeing at times because of his eyes not tracking together and because they don't focus at the same time and or he, at the same rate. And he's almost blind in one of them. And he's almost blind in one eye. And, you know, and it's funny to me, and I don't mean funny, I mean, it's it's strange or it's it's seemingly counterintuitive to me mm-hmm. that with that level of vision challenges, that vision is still his best mode of learning things. Yeah, I can't explain that to you, but I'm sure the vision therapist could. Probably. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm interested to see how this progresses, you know. Uh, he won't love the idea, but if I explain to him ahead of time, um, some days you get to play later on your on your PS4 because your friends are going to play late on that day, like a Friday or a Saturday. And on other days, what we're going to do is not play as much. Yeah. And I think I can discuss with him then... If he prefers to split that in half and have the, you know, the middle of the day, the middle, you know, be the break time or, or the be just wait till do it all at once and he can decide on any day really. Right. And a little more choices for him. It's sort of like, do you want this cereal or that cereal? Yes. Giving him more choices like you give small people where that lets them feel like they are in control of their life, even though you are limiting the options, they still get to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I approve. Me too. You know what I don't approve of? What? His other mom coming around again. Yeah. I got a text the other day and uh, just saying uh, she thought she should see him and he has expressed it as well. I don't know where or how because we see all his text messages and he hasn't talked to her. No. Um, And I already had something written that I was waiting to send when she replied again that was pretty much a... No, no, no. I said you have to be honest, be transparent. And be responsible. Yeah. And demonstrate these. Yeah. And then if I see you demonstrating them, I made it clearer. When I see you demonstrating these, I will invite you to therapy sessions. Yeah. 
In other words, I already said before, just because you're all ready to speak to him and see him doesn't put it at the top of anybody else's agenda. Right. And she had no response this time. Like last time you tried to say this, she says, that's not fair. She said that was not fair when I sent my response of, here's this bullshit that you did, and here's that bullshit you did. And it was very, it was very respectful. It was yeah. nearly professional in the in the tone. But that was, you know, if you want to break it down into what was what was it about, it was calling her on her shit and saying, unacceptable. You need this, to be a better role model if you're going to be a parent. You can't be around the child if you're doing these things. Right. And, um, and she had responded that it wasn't fair. And I thought, it was so fucking fair. <laughs> yeah. So, that's all I have to say about that one. And I'm really proud of you for enforcing fairness because that's something that takes a lot of time and effort and... It's very easy to just be like, "Ugh, I'm done enforcing fairness." And this is something you talk about with parents when you're being when you're on the job that you don't want to set up a consequence or a mode of management that is going to punish the parents or the enforcers more than it punishes the person being corrected. Yes. And so a lot of times you will come to a point where you feel like it's or punishing you, me more. It's punishing you more. Yeah. And reasonably so. But I think at this point, we've got something set up where you can, you know, it's it's not your job to manage it. It's just your job to observe it. And so I think you can you right. can hold and it a lot better. That That is what one of the problems that happens if you if you let it basically is you, it becomes your job to manage it as well. Yeah. Um, I I feel that it's sad that he, he would like to see his mother. Mm-hmm. And that it would seem reasonable to let them see each other, like at a you know park from a distance, but that will make things worse. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't do that if you were dealing with a drug addict that was actively using. Right. Okay. So you can't do it with a uh, perpetual liar who you know is destructive of everybody else's lives. Yes. Including uh, her sons, really. Yes, a liar and a people user who is still actively people using. Yeah. And manipulating others is still, you know, just as destructive. Yeah. More so. And it, it'll just get turned back on us. So there's no kindness that needs to be offered. All the kindness has been offered as far as I'm concerned. Yes. So. Well I, done. And I, and I will feel bad for him to not have that. But I know that he's better off mm-hmm. in the long run, even though he might look at it at some point as... It sometimes he does now look at it as sad that I can't see my mom. Yeah, yeah, it is. But sad that your mother has to be that way, right? You know, so, so that's that's good that you've got that. I, I think though, it see that's the thing. It is harder with with people users than it is with drug addicts or you know people who are violent or so forth. Mm-hmm. Although you know, DV proves that plenty of people who deal with people are violent. Yeah have an issue holding the line as well because they don't know where it starts or where it was supposed to. Right. And a lot of those things, if there isn't a clear, like if it's not a substance abuse or addiction issue, there's not a thing to pin it on. And so there's a question of, well, did I say too much? Did I do too much? Did I respond negatively? Did I cause Mm -hmm. the harm that happened to me? Mm -hmm. 
And so it's it's hard. And that's that's the cycle that number zero has been trying to break out of for a long while, mm-hmm. because they keep picking people who use them or take advantage of them or are verbally abusive to them or financially abusive to them. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, it's all my fault. And we're like, no, try again. What's your fault is not knowing how to stop. And, right. And no, first you have to know you need to stop and then you have to figure out what it is you have to stop. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That part is. The rest of it's not. There you go. The bad person is not your fault. No. The bad person is never the victim's fault. No. Unfortunately, getting away from the bad person becomes the victim's responsibility. Yeah. Which makes them feel like it's their fault. Yes. And that's the thing. Our culture has a real hard time separating responsibility and fault. And that's another thing we have to work on with the boy that like, he's always like, it's not my fault that the cereal poured out too fast and it's all over the counter now. It's not my fault that I something- spilled all that stuff and it's still there. That it got knocked over. Because somebody else spilled something first. Right. And we're like, no, who's going to take responsibility for remedying the situation? It's not anybody's fault that COVID-19 is taking its toll on the planet and the people, the population of our planet, but it's everyone's responsibility to wear their damn masks and stay at home as much as possible and avoid social contact and fix it. It's not your fault, but it's your fucking responsibility. So man up and get that shit done. Or just wipe off the goddamn counter, as I said the other day. (laughs) I shouldn't say man up. Person up and get that shit done. Adult up. Adult up. There you go. There you go, because there's a lot of people who don't do that. No, that's true. They think they're manning up, but they're not adulting up. No, that is correct. I think you just made my quote of the day. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I'm feeling hopeful about this situation, which is always a relief when I get a little bit of that. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm happy that you can have yeah. hopefulness. About, about you know, the in-house stuff. The rest of the world is still very questionable. Well. But we're doing our best and we hope we're making progress. Yeah, we can only do our part and we can only encourage others to do theirs. And that's as much as we can do. Yeah, and if we're wrong, then we'll hope we figure that out. If there's more of our part, then we'll find it. Mm-hmm. So is that it for now? I hope so. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Okay, I think I might have it this time. It looks more like what it's supposed to. Yes, it does. I could face the microphone, too. Yes, you could. Yeah. That would help. Yeah. I feel like I'm like this. Is that okay? You are, because you sat further over that way on the couch instead of... I thought you were going to say... I can move that way. See? I just have to move the cushion, because the middle of the cushion is flat. The middle of the cushion is flat. Yes. Okay. Are we good? I don't know. (laughs) 
I don't think I moved over with the cushion. I don't think you did either. <laughs> I thought you would go to the other end of the cushion, slide it over that way, and then you'd be sitting like here, but that's okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are we good? As good as we're going to get. All right. Freaking clock. Hold on. Remember that one kid came to our house and he's like, why do you have so many clocks? Why are they ticking like that? Like, because we need things to be on time? <laughs> I don't remember a kid saying that, but that sounds like a thing that a kid would say. Yeah. Especially if they've only ever had digital clocks. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Sorry. And this is... Trant... I didn't know you were going to start there again. <laughs> Usually if you do all that, we have to start over, so... I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. So there we are. A podcast. We finally got it. Oh, oh. Yeah, that part. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you would be the sleepy one that was not able to do this. Two sots. Two sots? I don't know, man. It's early for you. <laughs> it so. is. Yeah. Yes, we can only do our part and encourage others. Some wild white guy on the path out there. Oh my gosh. Okay. He's probably on a phone or something. Probably. On the phone to the entire freaking neighborhood. So. So you have to wait till he goes past or what? Yeah. The guy needs to walk a little faster. I think it might be one of our neighbors. Doesn't sound like him. I think it's one of our neighbors talking to someone on the path. Oh, okay. So anyway. Yeah. Um. Ha 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 ha.